Welcome to Striving for Revival with Justin Cooper, Assistant Pastor at North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California. This broadcast will challenge and encourage God's people to seek revival. We pray you'll be blessed as you listen to Striving for Revival. Welcome to the Striving for Revival radio broadcast. This is Pastor Justin Cooper coming today from the KNVBC studio at the North Valley Baptist Church here in Santa Clara, California. My, what a privilege it is to have you join us for the broadcast today, and what an honor is mine to take the King James Bible and share with you some eternal truth from the very Word of God. Today we'll be continuing our look into Acts chapter 11, and we'll finish out this uh, chapter today, I believe, and uh, just give you the last several verses, and then we'll be on our way to Acts chapter number 12. It's amazing. We spent so many, many studies in Acts chapter 10. 48 verses there, and uh, chapter 10 is such a pivotal chapter, and uh, we've only been, this will be our fourth study in Acts chapter 11, but there's only uh, 30 verses in it, so a little less uh, content although the content is important. In last study, we learned about Barnabas going to Antioch and some great, great passages there in regards to what Barnabas saw and what Barnabas was typified as or what Barnabas was characterized as according to the Scripture, and we'll reiterate some of that even today. Now, if you've missed any of our Bible studies, the podcast is what you need to get. The podcast is found wherever you get your podcast. You can go and type in Striving for Revival, become a subscriber, and then you'll have instant uh, access to all of these Bible studies that we've done. They're archived there for you and available and made ready. All you need to do is go there and subscribe for free, and then you can listen at your leisure. And the good thing about the podcast is you can rewind and fast forward and pause and listen over and over again. And uh, if you're trying to study and take notes, maybe that'll be easier for you that uh, will keep you from trying to, I don't want you taking notes while you're driving down the road. If you hear us on the radio, please, please, if you're in a car, uh, just pay attention. Or maybe you're at work or whatever. But the podcast enables you to listen when you have time to sit down and focus and get your Bible out and follow along with me. I travel quite a bit to preach, and uh, when I preach out, people come and they'll say, we, we have the podcast, listen every day, or we listen on our radio station every day. And uh, I want to say thank you to you who are faithful listeners, and also for you who are listening maybe today for the very first time. Welcome to the Striving for Revival family, and I pray God will use this time that we spend together to be a help in your Christian life. Thank God for the Bible, and I tell you this much, I, I want to know more Bible. I want to get to know my Lord better, and if I'm going to know more about my Lord, I've got to know more about His Word. People today, say, well, God spoke to me through this movie. God spoke to me through a song. God spoke to me through a dream. God spoke to me through a circumstance. And God can move, I know, in, in, in and through different things. But God speaks through His Word. And if anything in our life contradicts His Word, then it wasn't God speaking to us. God doesn't contradict Himself. But if you want to hear from heaven, all you do, open up the Bible, and you can hear from heaven anytime. Isn't that an amazing thing, by the way, that the God of all creation, the God who is God and God alone, gave us a book to let us know more about Him. And God has taken the time to inspire men to write and has preserved His Word and kept the power in it. And the Bible is alive and quick and sharp, and we have it. We got to take time to study it. I'm looking here around me. I've got four Bibles within eyesight of me right now. And most people in our country of America especially have access, unlimited access to the Word of God. But maybe not neglect it. In these last days especially, there might be a day where powers that be try to take the Bible from your hand. 
That's why we must hide it in our heart, and we need to know our Bible. Now, let's look here in Acts 11. Now, I told you last broadcast, because of the persecution of Saul of Tarsus and others, the stoning of Stephen, all of these things happening in and around Jerusalem and Judea, these Christians are scattering now. God uses persecution uh, to purify his church, but also to promote, if you will, or to propel the work of God forward. And sometimes Christians get comfortable and complacent, and persecution drives us from the nest, quote-unquote, and it gets to the gospel places it wouldn't have gone had we lived in tranquility. Every Christian wants to be victorious, but they want victory without a fight. Can I say victory is not the absence of opposition? It is conquering your opposition. And so here the church is going out, and they're going to Venice and Cyprus and Antioch and preaching. They were preaching at first to those who were Jews and Jews alone. But now the Bible says at Antioch they began to speak to Grecians, so Gentile people. And a large number of them get saved. The church in Jerusalem hears about the conversion of these people, and they send a man named Barnabas to inspect, if you will. Barnabas has been mentioned to us in Acts 4 as being a very generous man, a sacrificial man. In Acts chapter, uh, I believe it's Acts chapter uh, 9, or uh, let me look back here in my Bible, maybe it's Acts chapter 8. Barnabas takes Saul of Tarsus, this new convert, uh, this is not Acts chapter 8, it's Acts chapter 9 or 10. Anyway, takes him under his wing. So he's a man who uh, cares for new believers. He's a mentor, a discipler of Saul of Tarsus. And they send Barnabas to see what's going on in Antioch. The Bible told us, and I mentioned this last broadcast, but I love the verse, who when he came and had seen the grace of God. So Barnabas arrives there in the city of Antioch, and he sees grace all over these new converts. He just sees it. He can tell their life has been touched by the power of God. And let me say, when you get born again, there's going to be some evidences in your life. And God help it to be so, not just after salvation, but continually in our Christian life, that grace is displayed through our life, that the goodness of God, the richness of God, the reality of God, the blessings of God, may it ever be advertised on our person through our life that we're a trophy of grace, man, that God has touched our hearts, all right? So the Bible said Barnabas came, and he saw the grace of God. And when he saw the grace of God that worked in their life, man, he was glad. I mean, he was excited about that. And he exhorted them with purpose of heart that they would cleave unto the Lord. So he is an encourager. He's telling them, now that you've been saved, stay with it. Now that you've been saved, don't Turn your back on God. Cleave. And I gave you the example in Ruth, how Orpah and Ruth followed Naomi back toward Bethlehem, Judah. But Ruth, or rather Naomi turned and said, girls, go back. I've got nothing for you. I'm a destitute widow now. I'm bitter. I'm broken. I've got no money. Uh, you got to turn back. And the Bible said that Orpah kissed her mother-in-law and then went to Moab. But Ruth cleaved. She embraced fully. Uh, latched a hold uh, to her mother-in-law and said, I'm going to go where you go. I'm going to live where you live. I'll die where you die. I'm going to do what you do. I I'm with you till the end. Barnabas is using a similar thing here, an illustration. He said, I want you to cleave to the Lord like that. I want you to be steadfast, unmovable, always abounding. I want you to be faithful, finish your course, fight the fight, and cross the finish line uh, still in love with Jesus. He said, now cleave, not just salvation and stop, but salvation and grow. 
Verse 24, it gives us this testimony of Barnabas, for he was a good man and full of the Holy Ghost and of faith, and much people was added unto the Lord. And I said, you know what? I can't be everything everybody else is, but I can strive to be these things, good uh, as far as decent, charactered, moral, right? A good man, full of the Holy Ghost. I can yield to the Holy Spirit, and I can have faith in God. And the result is much people were added unto the Lord. Now, verse 25, then departed Barnabas to Tarsus for to seek Saul. So he's going back to find his young protege here, his his new convert that he's discipling, Saul of Tarsus, which is Paul the Apostle in the making. And when he had found him, he brought him unto Antioch. So now Saul comes to Antioch. And it came to pass that a whole year they assembled themselves with the church. So they're meeting there for a year. A church has been established with these new believers. They assemble and they taught much people. And the disciples were called Christians first in Antioch. Isn't that an amazing thing? Now, by the way, that's not a, a statement of, uh, of positivity. That's a statement of slander. They're saying that's a little Christ right there walking around. That, that person uh, mirrors Christ so much. I mean, they want to be Jesus. They think they are, uh, you know, his ambassador here in this world. Uh, that's a Christian right there. And they're not saying that complimentary. They're saying that derogatorily uh, in a derogatory fashion. They're saying that's a little Christian. But the, the principle is the life of these new converts so mimicked and mirrored Christ and their testimony even out in the world was so vocal and so evident and so real and so consistent that it was easy for the world around them to know that they follow that Jesus that was crucified. And so the world titles them Christian. Now, we use that term today. I'm a Christian, man. We're Christians. We, we're, we, we go to church. We believe the Bible. We're Christians, and, and that's a positive thing. We live in a Christian nation, quote-unquote, we would say, all these different things. But it didn't start out as a positive. It started out as a label saying that they're following that sect of people and that man that was crucified who said he was the Son of God. But their life was such that it was undeniable that they followed Christ. And may it be said of us, let's not just take the title and wear it uh, without being deserving of it. May our life exemplify and reflect the life of Christ and the love of Christ every single day. Well, that's all the time we have for this broadcast. Join us next week. We'll start chapter 12 next broadcast, and uh, it'll be a great time together. Until then, pray for revival. Thank you for joining us today for Striving for Revival with Justin Cooper, assistant pastor at North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California. Listen at this time every weekday as we strive for revival.